0: episode 51 the one with the big summer quiz hey Hello, I'm Lisa. Welcome to Truly Madly Smiley, the popular podcast for busy wild hearts who are curious, creative, and on a mission to find their own kind of happy. Have we met before? I'm sometimes called the Smiley Coach. But really, I'm more of a smile-spreading, storytelling, magic-making, daydreaming, lifelong learning, rain-loving, wise, sensitive wild heart. Got that? And I want nothing more and to see you smile yes! you won't find happiness out there it lives inside of you, oh. Oh, you, have it. it's just you so it's time it's your time pop in your earbuds place your hand on your heart Take a deep breath in and smile are you ready that's it let's begin Hey, 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 lovely world hearts! It's Smiley here. I'm in a very energetic, upbeat, summery kind of yay mood today. How are you? How are you doing? Are you all right? I hope you're okay. Today we're going to have some fun, as you can tell by the name of the title. And there's a reason why I wanted to do a quiz with you, because I think it's really important that we... Think for ourselves. In a world where we have lots of information coming at us and we've got so much to learn, it's good to take the time and make our own minds up about things. Now, do you remember how we do that? How we connect into ourselves? Do you remember? That's it. We put our hands on our hearts. We close our eyes. We take a deep breath in and we notice how we feel in our bodies We don't copy our neighbours. We don't worry about what people are saying on the telly. We don't listen to the news. Well, we inform ourselves of what's going on. But we decide what information we let in, what is true for us and what we keep out. Do you think that's important? I really do. I really do. And the reason why I say that is because lots of the children that I've worked with, they often, when you ask them a question about something, Say, I don't know. (laughs) How many times do you say, I don't know, when someone asks you a question, but you might secretly think you know the answer, but you're a bit scared of getting it wrong, or you don't want to say what you think in case you sound like a wally. Do you do that? I do that. So we say, I don't know, but actually we do know. So when somebody says to me, I don't know, do you know what I say to them? I say, what would the answer be if you did know? And then we laugh (laughs) and then we just let the answer come out. There's no such thing as a wrong answer, really. There's only feedback and learning. And sometimes it's just we're saying how we feel and how you feel can't be wrong because how you experience the world and what's going on inside of you is right for you. I'm not saying that we can never make mistakes or get things wrong. We can, but you see what I mean? Like we don't have to make it a bad thing. We don't have to make it a bad thing. I hope that makes sense. So if you want to grab your journals or get a piece of paper, you might want to write some of these things down. But remember that I don't know thing because it's very important. when, When someone says, I don't know, often they do know, but they don't want to say it out loud. Or maybe they're scared to admit it to themselves. Maybe they're scared to admit it to themselves. I have got here in front of me a what would you do if quiz. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and then we're going to talk about the answers. There are no right answers. They're just what you think. I'm interested to know what you think, what your opinion is. And you can't say, I don't know. (laughs) All right. Are you ready? Okay, let's go. First one is a bit of a silly one. We do silly one first. What would you do if suddenly you could fly? (laughs) Imagine what that would be like now. There aren't many planes flying at the moment. You can't go anywhere because of the coronavirus. This is a moment for history. I'm going to do a whole episode on um, history in the making on the coronavirus because we're entering into a new world, a world where there's lots of change coming up and change means lots of things that we don't know it's a bit like being in a dark room we can't see what's happening yet and we're unsure so I'll do a whole episode on that but what would you do if all of a sudden you could fly oh well first of all I'd get good at flying I think I'd have a bit of a practice and imagine though just being able to step outside your front door you'd have to worry about getting your car keys or I guess you'd have to um Put some protective clothing on. I wonder if you'd have to wear like a special suit or something. I don't know. And then you just walk outside your front door and you just, how would you start? Do you push off with your feet or do you flap your arms like a bird? (laughs) Like, what do you do? So you tell me what it's like for you with this flying experience. I'm seeing myself. I'm going to click my fingers and then I start to like take off like a rocket. Not fast, just going up into the sky and that would feel good, wouldn't it? It would be a bit like, whoa, but you'd feel the wind on your face. And I think I'm smiling, really freeing, like my arms are stretched out wide now. And then I'm moving from standing position and I'm leaning forward with my head and my belly's facing the ground now. So it is like I'm like a superhero with my head going straight forward. Then you'd have to know your way around, wouldn't you? You'd have to know you'd have to know how to fly to places, so that would be a new thing for us to learn. So tell me what it would be like for you. You've got your journal there. you can draw that you can draw what your experience of being able to fly would be like. Write down what it would feel like. I just feel free, I feel light, I feel free, I'm smiling there'd be a lot less pollution on the road, wouldn't there? Do you think we pollute the air with our trumps maybe? (laughs) But there would be a lot less pollution in the air. But Then you'd have to have like a new highway code because there'd be other people flying. It wouldn't just be you. Or would it just be you? Would it just be you that knew the secret of flying? But if there are other people up there, it's going to get really busy with everyone flying around. How are you going to... How are you going to keep yourself safe? How are you going to show the person in front or behind you that you want to go a different way? (laughs) It's going to be a bit weird. I like that one. That's a good one. So that's the first one. Let's do another one that's that's a bit more, well, let's do another silly one. Let's do it because I've got 32 of them sitting in front of me. So I'm just picking them out at random. Let's do this one. What would you do if, An alien spaceship invades Earth. Oh, wow. What would that be like? I've often wondered if there's life on other planets. I don't think we can be the only living species in the universe when you think about how big the universe is. Do you? So what would you do if an alien spaceship invaded the Earth? (laughs) <laughs> Would you be inquisitive and curious? Would you want to stay away? Would that frighten you? I mean, I, I'm a really positive person. So I'm thinking the aliens are quite happy little people and they've come here to tell us messages and they're quite happy and positive. They might have even been sent in to help us. But how will we know if they're good or bad aliens? Well, only if we go and check it out. And I guess... Like all things, like all people, when you first meet them, you get gut feelings about them, whether you feel safe with that person or not, don't you? Do you get that feeling in your tummy? So, yeah, I'm thinking I would go to the site where the spaceship was and I would just go and see. First of all, if the aliens wanted to talk to me, I definitely want to see the spaceships. I think it would be uh, amazing. And then I would just see how I felt in my tummy if I felt like they were good aliens, and they wanted to chat and share. And I wonder if they even speak our language. Possibly not. But then you can always find a way to communicate with people, can't you? Have you ever met a person on holiday? Have you ever gone on holiday to another country and met someone that doesn't speak your language? I have. Um, I've been to France and Spain. And when you don't speak the language, you still find ways to communicate with people you sign language and you draw things or you point to things or you do impressions of things like you're playing charades you can you don't always need words to communicate do you And we've talked about that in other episodes you can use um your hands and find other ways to let the other person know what you're trying to say so in your journal if you want to do that you can draw your spaceship you can draw your aliens are they going to be your friends why have they come to earth why are they here What do they want to tell us? What are the secrets that we long to know? You know what the secrets are on this podcast. These are the secrets I tell you to being happy, to being a happy person and taking good care of yourself and loving yourself. But what do the aliens want us to know? I think, I think, what I would want everyone to know if I was an alien is that Everything's just working out the way it's meant to. And humans interfere and try and control things. And if they just let go and trust it a bit more, because you know, like when sometimes something's going wrong and you're like, like the other day, I typed a whole episode of the podcast up and then I didn't save it. And then my computer switched itself off and I lost it. And I was like, ah, that is so annoying. But actually, when I went back to my laptop, I, 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 binned it off for the day I thought oh I can't be doing with that when I went back to the laptop to sit down and write that episode I didn't want to write that episode anymore I ended up writing something very different so sometimes when things go wrong they're actually working out just the way they're meant to aren't they yeah so that's if I was an alien my aliens are coming to earth in this big silver spaceship they're kind of little like yellow emoji blobs that's how I see them And they want us to know that even though it doesn't feel like it right now, everything is working out just the way it's meant to. Yeehaw. That's a good one, that one. Right. Let's have a look at my list here. What else? Another question for you. I am the quiz master. What would you do if um, you are the head of a school for one week? Uh, MG, that would be exciting for me. I would love that. I think it would be quite a lot of pressure though, quite a lot of responsibility. But I know that Wild Hearts, we like responsibility. We like being in charge. We're good leaders and we like to, to lead people and bring people together and help people. So if you were an English teacher for one week, what would you do? What would you do? Oh, the things you could do, what would you change? So when you think about school, if you're not at school, if you're a homeschooler, think about if you were head of the homeschooling community, what would you change? What would you change for your community? What would you want for them that they don't have now? I think that's what great leaders do. They understand what their group or community want and then they find ways to make that happen That costs the least money, that's the easiest way to do it, and that gets the biggest results the quickest. Does that make sense? So, if I'm going into a school, I'll do the school first. I have to be honest, I don't know much about the home schooling community. And if you are in the home schooling community and you're listening to this, please feel free to get in touch with me because I'd love to learn more about what the world is like for you. I'd imagine it's less restrictive, but then it comes with a whole load of other things that you have to organise. And actually, while I'm thinking about it, most of you have been homeschooling at some point because of the coronavirus. So perhaps you can share, share your experience of that as well. But what changes would you make? What changes would you make? When I speak to kids about school, when I speak to you guys about school, the thing that you tell me that you hate the most is getting told off, having to wear uniform, um, having to go to boring lessons that don't really interest you. And sometimes the fairness is the thing that bugs you. So when I say fairness, I mean it always feels like someone else is getting picked for something and you're not being chosen. You don't get a chance. You don't get your time or And that makes me sad when you say that, because I feel that every child, each one of you deserves to be seen for who you are. Like you may not be the best at maths or the best footballer or the best dancer or the best gymnast or the best um, musician, but you'll be best at something. Like maybe you're the kindest kid in the playground. Maybe you're the kindest wild heart that takes care of the younger kids that are feeling left out and lonely. And I think at school... And I don't know if this is the same for homeschooling, but I definitely know in schools that we are often judged on what we can do, not who we are as people and what matters most in life when you go out into the world. Yes, it's great achieving things and doing things and getting things done and feeling proud of yourself. That's all well and good. But you have to like who you are inside and you have to know that you're a good person. Does that make sense? So I think if I was a headmistress of a school or I was going to change the schooling system, I'd want something put in place that put more importance on who children are and them feeling secure and liking themselves and feeling good about who they they are more than the other stuff. If there's any teachers listening, I'm really sorry because that's probably not helping you by me saying that. But some of the stuff that we learn at school now is old, out of date, old fashioned, isn't it? It doesn't mean anything anymore. We're not going to use it later on in our lives. The world has changed a lot since those things were put in place. So I can remember at school learning a ton of stuff that I've never, ever used in my life now. And I'm an entrepreneur. So that just means that I'm full of creative ideas. And that's how I make my money by coming up with ideas to help people. Okay. I think a lot more people are going to become entrepreneurs or edupreneurs. So becoming teachers and educating people and earning money doing that because the, because there's so much more to life. Like I wish someone had taught me how to set up a bank account how to stay positive and bounce back from disappointment. I wish someone had told me that even when things don't work out, like I've just told you, don't worry, something better's around the corner for you. I wish someone had told me when people don't like you, it's nothing to do with you and it's all about them. You know, all the things that I teach you and that's probably, yeah, imagine if we could have a smiley school. I would like that. Maybe that that could be my dream for the future. So what would you do? You can either write that down or draw it out. Mostly we want to change things that don't work for us or that go against what we believe in or that bug us. So you can change. You can change whatever you want. Maybe you want uh, different types of clubs at your school. Maybe you want to explore and learn different things. Maybe you want more things to happen outside. Being outside in nature is so important. I went for a walk with my niece um, yesterday and it was raining And you know the episode, the one with the sunny walk and talk, I think it's episode 44. She asked me if we could actually go on that walk down by the canal and meet the ducks and see all the things that I saw on my walk. So we did, but it rained all day. So it was the one with the rainy walk and talk. And then we ended up having a Nutella milkshake and nipping to get a cookie on the way home, which was fun. Alan the avocado, the cookie was which my niece found really funny because she doesn't like avocados and she wanted to text her mum and tell her that she'd eaten an avocado, which was really a ginger cookie in the shape of a avocado with green icing and a little face on the front. And then we got really sad when we had to eat Alan because we had to eat his face. And we were like, bye Alan, thanks for the memories. (laughs) It was such a fun day. It was such a fun day. And that's the other thing, school, learning needs to be fun. Learning needs to be fun. Okay, then. So maybe this this next one is a question more for the homeschooling community. They can help. They can answer this one. It's still about school. What would you do if school didn't exist anymore? Ah. Now, we all moan about school and we go, Ugh, school. And I think a lot of us have missed it or missed our friends while we've been in quarantine or on lockdown or in safe harbour, whatever you want to call it. You see, I am a lifelong learner. I am curious, or some people would say nosy. And books have been my saving grace. Books have been the thing I've always turned to. And now I suppose we've got Google. So if I don't know something, I'll teach it to myself. I've got a whole cupboard full of journals. Literally, there's probably over 50 journals in there with drawings and scribbles and ideas. And some time ago, somebody said to me, why don't you go back to university and do a doctorate in psychology, you know, and, and, and behavior, human behavior. And I said, no, I can't stand the thought of going back to school. I can't stand the thought of having structure and a timetable and the pressure of exams. And so I get it, guys. I get it why you don't like it. And I don't learn in that way. I learn through experience and I learn through exploring and having fun. And I think I might be wrong, but I think that is the kind of point of homeschooling is, yes, you have some kind of structure to work from, but you make your own way in that world. And I guess you can make you have more chance of making it work for you and you're in your own home with the people that you love, so you feel safe. And I think a lot of children who go to school don't always feel safe at school. They're feeling really worried and nervous and that makes it hard to learn because if you don't feel safe, if you're worried all the time and you're feeling restless in your body, then it makes it really hard to learn. So whilst we might be having a party and going, yeah, 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 school doesn't exist anymore, would we be happy with the lack of structure? Like some people like routine and structure. Some people like it that the bell goes at this time and they have to put their books away and go to the playground and then they know where they're going next and they know that their mum's coming at 3 o'clock to pick them up and they know that they're going to go home and have a snack and do that. Like some people like that structure. So do you think you're a structure person? Here's another question for you. Or do you think you're a freedom lover and you like to just style it out your way? I'm a styly, styley outy person. But then within that styling it out my own way, I will then create my own routine and structure from that. Is that one step too far? Do you see what I mean? Because if you're living life on your terms and you're doing it your way, you're going to be more motivated to learn. You're going to be more likely to enjoy it and love it and want to do more of it, aren't you? That's why I work for myself. When I worked in a big office for a energy company, ironically, as I'm into energy now in a very different way, I hated it. I hated all the, I hated being told what to do. I'm a bit of a rebel. (laughs) Right. We're going to do another question. So we've kind of, the school stuff really fascinates me. Uh, Feel free to pop in the comments or send me an email and let me know your thoughts on your what would you do answers. I'm going to try and get actually for you guys a forum, a chat room, a private safe one where we can all come together and talk about the episodes. I thought about doing it on Facebook, but I don't really want children going on Facebook because they're not old enough. So I'm going to try and find another way for you. So that might keep your eyes peeled because that might be coming soon. I can't promise anything, but I'll do my best. Um, Bum, 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 Next one. What would you do if someone offers you food you find disgusting? <laughs> oh, gosh, that happens a lot, right? Are you a fussy eater or do you eat anything? See, I eat most things apart from Brussels sprouts and offal, like livers and hearts and, I mean... Yeah, I'm not really a fan of those. Don't really like pork that much. I'm going, I'm not a fussy eater. And then I list a long, long list of things that I don't eat. But when you go to someone else's house, I think we, I'm guessing that we're worried that we might upset someone else if we don't eat what they've cooked for us. So what are our choices? What are our choices? We can force ourselves to eat it, can't we? We can force ourselves to eat it. That might make us feel sick, or we might have allergies, and we need to take care of ourselves. So I don't think that's a very good idea. Although when I was a child, we had a rule in our house that you couldn't have any pudding unless you ate all the food on your plate. Which I don't think is a thing now because we we really need to listen to our bodies, and when they're full up, then we need to stop eating. That's what we need to do Uh, because it's not good to eat and eat and eat until we feel like we're going to explode, like Christmas Day tummy. Is it? It's not good, but. If someone, yeah, so I, I'm thinking, uh, I think we need to speak up and say, oh, this is such a this is such a lovely meal. Thank you so much. I'm really sorry I don't like um, Brussels sprouts. So I'm going to leave them on the side of my plate. Or we can just leave them and people who get it, who won't mind us leaving our food, will just think, oh, they didn't want those. That's, that's okay. And sometimes I think when you go to people's houses, Whoever's cooking for you normally says, like, if I'm cooking for someone that I haven't cooked for before, because I'm quite considerate, I'll say things like, oh, we're having, you know, we're having broccoli and carrots with our um, dinner. Do you like broccoli and carrots? Just to make sure. And then if they don't like it and I've got some other vegetables in the freezer, then I will cook them that. Hmm. I think I would just be really honest and tell the truth. I think in lots of situations, it's wise to tell the truth. I mean, I think we should always tell the truth, really, but sometimes I think we don't tell the truth because we want to protect the other person's feelings. But we're not saying, I don't like you, you're disgusting. We're saying, I don't like that food and I don't want to eat it. And I think it's okay to say that, don't you? I will say, no, thank you, or I'm not hungry, or I don't like that, or have you got anything else, or... You know, it's interesting. Okay, so I've got another question then. You're invited to a party, but you don't want to go. What do you do? And it's it's a privilege, isn't it, to be invited to a party? Because not everyone is going to be invited. Um, but you don't have to go if you don't want to. I guess you need to think about why you don't want to go. Um. I think it's okay so on some invitations there's a thing that we write at the bottom which says rsvp which is french and it means uh reply s'il vous plaît respond s'il vous plaît which means please reply and then that's giving the person a choice but also it's polite to tell people if you can't come because if they're preparing food and they want to know how many people are coming then we need to let them know don't we so we could write them a note back and say, thank you for your kind invite, but I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm so honored to be invited to your party, but on this occasion, I'm going to have to say no. Um, oh, I can't come. I'm busy on that day because you might be. Uh, yeah, well, it's not really my thing, but we'll celebrate your birthday together um, on our own. We'll make another plan. What What do you think you would do? I'm interested to hear what you guys would do. I think we must get out of the habit of, we must always be kind and polite, but we mustn't feel responsible for the other person's feelings. Because what we say and what they hear are two different things. What we say, remember our words and our energy that we put behind our words, if they're kind and loving, if they hear something else, like if they hear, if they feel rejected or they hear that we don't like them by saying no to them, that's something they need to look at. That's not for us to worry about. We can't control how other people react to us, can we? Nah, no. Nah. And we do, we've got enough in our heads. We don't need to take on their stuff as well. Okay, I've got another one. What would you do if you found a lot of money in a car park on the floor? Oh, what would you do? What would you do? Let, let's give it a sum. Let's say it's... um ten thousand pounds or ten thousand dollars or ten thousand euros whatever country you're in whatever your currency is because there's people listening all over the world so whatever whatever currency what would you do with that money who's saying i would go and spend it what would you buy what would you buy would you take it to the police station would you give it to charity Would you put a shout out on social media and ask if it belongs to anyone? What would you do? I I think if it was a lot of money, I'd have to hand it in. I'd have to hand it in because the other day I was in the park with my friend and we were eating ice cream, sitting on a bench. And as I was talking to her, I looked down at the floor and through the through the slats of the bench, there was a key and it was shining. And I said to her, "Oh, hang on a minute." I am listening, but I said, I just seen there's a key under there. And then about 10 minutes later, this old man came along with all his shopping and he said, oh, ladies, have you seen a key? And I was like, yes, yes, it's here. It's here. And he said, oh, thank you so much. It's the only key I've got to my house. So you've got to think about how the other person, who that money belongs to, who that key belongs to. If you take something that doesn't belong to you, how would you feel if you were the other person? If I lost £10,000 and someone took it, I would be so moody and angry. What about you? Right, let's do a couple more and then we're going to bring this big summer quiz to a close. I hope you're finding it fun. I might leave a couple more for you to do on your own at the end. So what would you do if your brother or sister tells you a secret? Ooh, who's good at keeping secrets and who wants to blurt them out and tell everyone? (laughs) Who's a blurter and who's a secret keeper? Which one are you? Which one are you? I am a secret keeper. If someone says to me, don't tell anybody, then I will not tell. I will hold that secret in my head. And actually, when I'm talking to children, all of the time that we spend together, I am not allowed to tell anyone the things that they tell me. I have to keep them private unless that person is in danger or something, you know, that, that they might be at risk. Then I have to tell a teacher or an adult. But I can't, you know, I've got to keep it private so that that person feels safe and they can trust me and they feel like they can talk to me. So I remember once though, I remember once at a workshop, when I did a workshop and we talked about, are you a secret keeper? Are you a blurter? And one little boy said to me, oh, I find it so hard to keep the words in my mouth. You know, it's I just, I just need to tell someone. So sometimes I hold my hand over my mouth and I go into my mum's wardrobe and shut the door. And then I blurt the secret out And then I leave it in the wardrobe and I come out again. And he was being silly and funny and making everyone laugh. But I just thought, well, yeah, if you need to say it, say it and leave it somewhere else. But don't tell a person because that person doesn't want you to. But I think you have to be careful with secrets. I'm going to do an episode on secrets and lies and and, um, private thoughts. And We've already done an episode on gossip, which I think is the one with the Chinese whispers. I did that at the very beginning. But if someone tells you something and they're in trouble, if they're in trouble or they're being hurt or something bad is happening, we mustn't keep those things secrets. We must tell grown-ups. Grown-ups are here to keep us safe. That is their responsibility and that is not for us to worry about. We, we, we can't take that on. We can't take that on. OK, that's probably the, the best, clearest message there. Let's do a few more. Let's, I'm going to leave you a few more now and I want you to do these ones. What would you do if you get a bad grade? Well, oh, now that's probably happened before, hasn't it? We've all we've all we've all gotten bad grades before. We've all gotten bad grades. Before. I was talking to um my sister proofreads my proofreads like she checks all of my blogs and all the things that I type. She checked all of my book before I sent it to the publishers, before I sent it to Amazon. And I get really frustrated because, as you can probably tell, my brain goes at a hundred miles an hour, and I can't type as quickly as my brain wants to share information and over the years, so over the ten years that i've been doing that, i've noticed that I swap words letters round the wrong way, and I miss words out and i i mean i don't think any of us can spot our own mistakes because you see what's on the page and you know what it's meant to say. So your brain will fill in the gaps. Do you see what I mean? And I was saying to her, do you think I've got learning difficulties? Do you think I'm dyslexic? Which if I was, that wouldn't be a problem, but it would be nice to know because, you know, it'd be helpful, wouldn't it? I could I could find ways to help myself. I don't know if any of you have got um, learning difficulties or or dyslexia. I think it's quite common, you know. Um, And she said, oh, I don't know. And I said, well, I just get so frustrated because I can't seem to, you know, write, do a piece of writing without any mistakes. And she said, oh, you're being really hard on yourself. She was like, I've read books with typos in, everyone makes mistakes and nobody can spot their own mistakes. And then I thought, yeah, maybe I'm being a bit unkind. Um, And so when we get a bad grade, the point I'm making is we need to be nice to ourselves and we're allowed to have off days and we're allowed to drop the ball sometimes and we're allowed to, um, we're allowed to, that's part of being human. And sometimes when we get bad grades, that either motivates us to work harder, that also tells us where the gaps are, where we need to learn more and yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing and we mustn't make it a bad thing. And we certainly mustn't make ourselves feel bad about it. Okay. What would you do if your best friend moves to another city? Oh, I've got one word for that. Cry, cry. I suppose with them, um, I suppose with the power of the tinternet, it's easier to keep in touch with people. What would you do if there was a rat in your room? <laughs> What would you do? I would do exactly that, scream my head off. Do you like rats? Some people have rats as pets. Do you like spiders? I've got, I know, I know a little girl who's got a snake as a pet. She's got a snake as a pet. I think she's really brave. I think she's so brave. What would you do if you lose a book a friend lent you? Would you come clean and tell the truth? Would you go out and buy another one? Would you try and find it? Would you say sorry? Would you tell Fibs and put her off and hope it turns up? Do you remember the episode I did on the um, the one with the missing gloves, episode three? What to do if you keep losing stuff? I've got a little secret trick for if you lose stuff to always make sure that you find it again if you're meant to find it. Last One, this is the best one. Oh no, second to last one. What would you do if you're suddenly 10 years older? Oh god, I would be, how old would I be? 50, 56? Oh, I don't know. How old would you be? How old would you be if you were 10 years older? If you woke up and you were just 10 years older, what would your life be like? Where would you be? What would you be doing? Well, I hope in 10 years time that I'm living, not living in this flat, but I'm living in a house and that I'm living with someone that I love and care about and that I've written in more books and that I'm speaking to more wild hearts on the podcast and I'm still doing this. I'm still doing this, but I'm just helping more people. Tell your friends about the podcast, guys. Tell them because it will help them. Um, last one, last one last one. What would you do if you have one wish? (laughs) That's a nice one to finish on, isn't it? My wish for you is that you are happy as often as possible. And when you're not happy, you can be with your unhappies. And also, you know how to help yourself and not beat yourself up and make yourself feel bad. That's my wish for you. My wish for you is that you squeeze every drop of joy and fun out of life and you really live it and follow your heart. That's my wish for me too. It's my wish for everybody. So guys, hope you enjoyed that. That was a bit of fun for the summer, bit of summer fun. I should be back next time with another episode. I have got a massive list of um, episodes My niece said to me the other day, how do you think up all these ideas? And I just said, oh, when I'm doing the shopping, when I'm in the shower, when I'm washing up. And as soon as one pops into my head, I just go and add it to the list. So if you would like to add an episode to the list, get in touch. Lisa at smileyforlife.com. Tell me what you would like me to do an episode on. And I will gladly, gladly pop it on the list and do it for you. Whatever helps, whatever helps. So I'm going to love you and leave you now. But until then, I'm sending you lots of smiliness. I'm your biggest cheerleader. I truly am. I see you. I see you trying really hard. And I'm always on your team. I'll I'll see you soon, okay? Take care. Bye for now. Bye. If you like that episode, remember to tell all your friends. Spread the smiles for miles and miles. Don't keep the secrets to yourself.